This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This week, the Transformational Tidbits segment I'll be sharing will be insights into the topic of trust. That's coming up later. First is the Lead Without Limits featured guest interview. My guest today is Laura Dunworth, owner of the Retreat of Crystal Creek in Austin. Laura is a healer. She helps her clients transform their lives through practices which promote body, mind, and spiritual healing and wellness. She works with those who suffer from stress, anxiety, insomnia, and various illnesses. She's a certified Reiki master healer, yoga teacher, holistic health coach, and meditation teacher, and a leader in her own life and business. And I have to say, because I've witnessed it over the past couple of years, quite the entrepreneur. Laura, welcome. I've known you, as I said, for several years, and it's so exciting to have you on the podcast. I Thank know you this so year funny. has been a pivotal year for you, and it has been for so many of us. Please start by sharing your story on how it came to uh, your evolution uh, and your leadership style uh, that you exhibit today, and uh, what brought you to establishing the retreat at Crystal Creek. Well, thank you, Stefania. I'm so happy to be here. Um, it was kind of an interesting journey for me when, uh, when you asked me to be your guest. And I did some reflecting um, as to kind of, you know, my, my evolution as, as a leader and, and my evolution in, into this business. Um, it's interesting because I feel like my initial leadership came at a very young age. My Um, My parents divorced when I was very young. Um, I was about five and I had a little brother who was three years younger than I was. And um, I basically just kind of took charge of him. And it was kind of a leader in a bossy, controlling way, which really brought me what I I sensed was um, a sense of control. And I think oftentimes people are looking for control and maybe they seem to think that they find it in a, in a controlling sense of other people. So as I evolved through my younger years and into my college and young professional life, um, I became an elementary school teacher. And that leadership role really uh, blossomed and changed into a teacher and a guide. And I had all of these beautiful little beings looking to me every day. And I learned to lead them and guide them in a way that was empowering and not controlling. And 
helping them learn to trust themselves and to develop their own gifts and um, to just uh, to, to not be afraid of their own path. And so that was a really, really wonderful opportunity for me. Um, and then I got married and my leadership um, as a partner in a marriage began to develop and that really developed into a great sense of listening. Um, listening to another person's perspective and leading together as a team. And we became parents um, to two boys. And so parenting brought on a whole nother set of leadership opportunities, <laughs> challenges and growth, of course. And, um, and gosh, what fun that has been. And um, learning to lead and guide and coach. And um, as our kids have become older, my oldest is now 21 and my youngest is about to be 18, um, realizing that our roles have changed to be more of an advisor. Um, you know, someone that they can come to uh, as they're going off on their own journey, um, leading, leading themselves on their own path. Um, so then I, uh, as, I'm, as I'm nearing my empty nest stage, um, I've really been considering what leadership means in a business role for me. Um, during this time of this pandemic, we've all had a lot of time to reflect, <laughs> yeah. a lot of time to be still and think about what we want to do next. And I've found that being still has given me a chance to, to see the opportunities that have been right in front of me and to realize um, that it's time to really spread my wings as a healer, um, to really put myself out there in a new way, um, to build something that is going to be a community, um, to bring in other healers and to, um, to help them grow and develop, and then to bring in those looking for healing services. Um, and, you know, really building a, a beautiful retreat setting where people can come and, um, and slow down and reflect and heal and, you know, do that inner work that we all need to do. So um, that is kind of been the journey of how, how I got to where I am today. I love the story. <clears throat> I really like it. Um, and uh, the, I was, an, uh, I have three younger brothers and um, I was uh, quite confused into my early adulthood years, thinking leadership was all about control. Very masculine uh, kind of leadership style, right? Um, and it was only in my 20s, you became a teacher, and I started exploring, I was studying psychology, and I started exploring my role in the business world that I realized, wait a minute, we're in teams here. This is about cooperation. How do you lead? Uh, others uh, to where they trust you and they want to join in as opposed to uh, giving marching orders. Um, so I really, I really appreciate that side of the story. And as a coach, um, I um, get to really help women define like, like you just expressed so eloquently, what, what does leadership mean to you? So what qualities do you find that 
you're still growing into as a leader? Where are you kind of pushing your limits right now? And opening a business certainly will take you. Right, right, exactly. Well, I think like most people, I still struggle sometimes with giving up control, um, with letting myself consider other other options other alternatives i'll i'll think i'll tend to have a vision in my head of what i think something should look like or feel like or be like and um you know my husband who's working with me on this project you know he may have a different view of what this should look like and it's been a really great opportunity for me to to listen to really hone those skills with an active listening, a listening from the heart, um, you know, allowing myself to put my guard down and you know, allowing myself to be fully present and allowing myself to really hone those intuition skills of where other people are coming from. Because so often times, you know, we all come from sometimes places of fear and um, to be able to recognize that and not to be defensive about that, but to just really, really listen with compassion, um, I think is, is, is part of my journey. Um, learning to listen, learning to reflect, and learning to listen to my own inner voice, um, my own intuition. And part of what brought me to being a healer, um, I think we're all natural healers, is um, I lost my, my brother passed away about 25 years ago, suddenly and tragically, and he was 25 years old, I was 28 years old, and I was really thrown into chaos, you know, I, you know, as, as, as we all do when we um, in, endure grief and, and we, we learn from, from what that teaches us. Um, you know, I really, really went into a soul searching mode. It's kind of just like, you know, all right. Life is uncertain. What do I want to do? And I started to notice how I was coping and healing and not healing and um, how my body was reacting to the grief. And that really set me on a journey of exploration. And it's not just the food we eat that helps our bodies to be healthy. It's tuning into emotional trauma and learning how to um, work through that. And so that was just really, uh, I guess, kind of my foot in the door to the healing world. Um, I knew that I needed help. And I knew that it wasn't just a pill I could take or time that would heal all the wounds. I really needed to dig, you know, I really needed to dig into my emotions and let myself feel and express and, and learn about the grief process and learn how to help other people heal, you know, which led me to the Reiki and the yoga and the sound healing and all of these different aspects that, that heal our bodies, our minds and our spirits. Yeah, yeah. Such a powerful statement. You know, I, I'm a Reiki master also, and uh, practiced for many years. And when I and I coach a lot of healers, um, when I hear us tell our stories, um, those of us who practice any of the healing arts, uh, come to it through our own journey of dealing with our own loss, grief, pain, sometimes physical disease uh, that the traditional Western medicine can't heal, 
or traumas that we have gone as far as we can with the traditional psychotherapeutic counseling model. And we know um, we need to uh, use a more holistic approach with. So I really appreciate that side of, um, of your story. Uh, I um, heard you say um, to really uh, be a, a, a high level leader, you mentioned uh, slowing down. Uh, when we slow down, we tune into our intuition. And you mentioned deeper listening skills and uh, owning our own and others' emotions of fear. So what is your, your practice like uh, in terms of preparing yourself for the day? You've got a lot of stressors right now, I'm sure, with uh, <laughs> finishing uh, the launch of uh, the retreat. So what practices right now do you find connect you to yourself in a deeper way so that you can then be leader in your own life and support others at a higher level? Yes, great question. I do find, as you probably do as well, that if I jump into my day without my spiritual practice, my day just pretty much falls apart right before my very <laughs> eye. Um, and yes, I've been dealing with construction and cement trucks and workers and delays. And, and here you are taking time to talk. Oh, this is a joy. It's a nice break for sure. Um, I have found that I really do best when I I take that precious time first thing in the morning. Um, I try to get up an hour before the rest of my family does. Um, it's usually still dark outside. I have my special room that is just this big glass atrium with windows and I, I get to watch the sun come up. Um, I light a candle and I um, listen to some wonderful uh, meditation music. And I just kind of go through my little routine. Um, one of the affirmations that I use is on this day, I choose to know myself without fear. And I give thanks to all those in support of this mission. And I feel that that is just such a huge affirmation to really allow ourselves to know our soul and to know our spirit. And I sit in meditation for a while and I typically journal. Um, I journal about all the questions that I have and the things that have been on my mind. And oftentimes I get some just beautiful clarity that comes through. Um, I also like to journal um, my blessings, my gratitudes, the things that I am grateful for. And uh, if you follow uh, any of the heart brain coherence studies um, put out by the um, Heart Math Institute, they talk about heart brain coherence and they talk about how when you mentally with your thoughts tune into the gratitude in your heart that you come into this balance of your heart and brain actually being in sync with each other and you can feel it happen because yeah. it just feels like bliss and you realize that okay i can create this anytime i want to Anytime I want to. So um, I, I, I love that part of my day. That is such a special part of my day. And um, I will do everything in my power to make that happen. Um, because that is, yes, that is when I tune into me. 
And that is when the reflections come through. And that is when I establish that template, that peace and that presence to carry me through my day. Now, I don't always make it through my day without getting knocked off. <laughs> we get to practice. We get to remember, right? We get to, re to practice. We get to practice. Life is practice. Exactly. So we are not... Um, we are not ascended masters at this point. This is, this is why we're here. We are here to learn and grow and practice. Um, so yes, I highly, highly recommend a quiet time, whether that's journaling, prayer, meditation, yoga, whatever it is, going for a walk outside in nature. Um, there's so many different ways that you can establish that time for you. Yeah. It's such a beautiful time to reflect. And you know, um, some may react hearing this going, great, you don't have, you know, an elementary school kid right now uh, at home doing third grade on the laptop because school's closed and you don't have a 15 year old that's supposed to be a freshman in high school stuck at home. And I say, yes, that is true. That is so much that we're dealing with today, which is why it is even more important to double down on this, um, what must become really a ritual and a habit, a consistent habit of taking care of ourselves. We really can't lead in our own lives, lead in our families, lead in our business at any level unless we are taking care of ourselves. Yes, exactly. And this time has brought tremendous challenge because I would have my mornings where I would put off my quiet meditation time until everybody left. You know, my son went to school, right. my went to work and my house was quiet and it belonged to me. And that's not happening right now. <laughs> so you're getting up when it's dark. I'm getting up when it's dark. And, you know, it's, it's worth it to me. It's worth it to me. Even if it's a half an hour early or even 15 minutes early, it doesn't need to be a whole hour early. But because I don't have that time in my house alone anymore, like most of us don't and, and many of us crave, um, I've had to carve out something a little bit different um, in, in, because it is so important. Yeah, yeah. We, I um, recorded an episode without a guest, my last episode, which came out, I think it's episode number nine. I didn't have a guest and I talked about heart-centered leadership, which is what you have been talking about, how um, it's really important. And I, th I really feel women need to lead in this space. It's really, really important that we start leading in a different way um, in, in a much more uh, powerful and heart-centered way. Um, I, it's, it's a model for the future. I think this is how we really save the planet. Um, you mentioned heart math. I love them. Um, it's such a powerful methodology and way of relating to your body, your emotions, your mind, and your spirit. Yes, yes, I agree. And I was going to mention too, um, when you said that, you know, we need to be strong leaders, but yet, oftentimes people think of strong leaders as that, that masculine energy. Um, and, I, and I'm not bashing 
you know, men here, because I, I love my husband and my boys more than anything, but that masculine energy that tends to be domineering. Mm -hmm. And we can embody the masculine with the feminine so that we're strong, but yet we're heart-centered and we're good listeners. And we lead by example and we lead by guiding and encouraging and coaching. And I feel like that is that is the yin and the yang that is bringing together the masculine energy with the feminine energy. And I do feel that that is happening right now. And that, and that is, that is how we're going to save the planet. And that is how we're going to all remember that we are unity consciousness. We are all in this together. Um, there's so much fear and division happening right now. And if we all just stopped for a moment and tuned in, we would remember that we are all in this together. You know, That's we right. are all human beings on this planet and we are all, you know, doing our part and, um, and we need, we need to connect. We need to come together in, in leadership roles that can help guide the rest of humanity. Absolutely. And I like the fact that you pointed out the masculine and the feminine together. We, we, this, this model uh, belongs to the men, just like it does us women. You know, and we need them to be part of this conversation yes, to absolutely. support us in adopting this model universally, a absolutely. model of balance, um, a, a model of, like you said, uh, heart-centered yin and yang kind of uh, leadership. Excellent conversation. I knew this was going to be powerful. <laughs> Lots of fun. Yeah, if you read the description of my podcast, you just embody that style of leadership. Uh, Laura, I'm so grateful um, that you took time away from your huge project. So, um, I have one question for you. I yes. always ask all my guests at the end of the conversation, if you were to share with the audience one action step uh, that they could start implementing right away uh, for greater health, for whatever, for, you know, holistic approach to their life or uh, a more heart-centered leadership, what would you suggest they focus on first? Making the time for yourself, creating that sacred space, um, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's an hour, create that time for you to be still, create that time for you to breathe, to reflect, to tune into your heart, to tune into gratitude. It makes all the difference, not only in your day, it makes a difference in your body. You are rewiring your body to be in a more a, a healthier place. Um, it really, truly is mind, body, spirit, medicine, just taking that time to reflect and go within. Thank you, Laura. So I know that our listeners are going to want to learn about more about you and your business. Tell us how can they, they can reach out to you and how they can find out more about the retreat at Crystal Creek. Yes, yes. Well, our website is up. It is retreat at crystalcreek.com. 
and we've got some beautiful pictures of, of the project so far. Um, we are planning to be open um, at the first of the year, so please, uh, you know, check in with our website. There's a place there where you can join our newsletter, which you or you can reach out and contact us. But we look forward to hosting all types of groups, from groups as small as two people. We're going to have some really neat Airstream trailers that you can rent for the weekend or whenever. We're going to have spa services, massage, facials, Reiki, yoga, sound healing. Um, we're going to be able to accommodate groups up to 30. So if you've got a corporate event, a team building, or a family reunion, or a girls or guys weekend, um, and you are somewhere near Austin, Texas, we would love to host you. So please reach out to us, retreat at crystalcreek.com. Yeah, and if you're not somewhere near Austin, Texas, you know you want to be in Austin, Texas. Yes, you do. And you are both very close to downtown and central and also like on the edge of the hill country. Yes, it's yeah, beautiful. It very convenient, beautiful. but it feels just remote and private and um, in this beautiful natural setting. So uh, we would love to have you. Excellent. Laura, thanks again for your time today and your inspirational story. Thank you, Stefania. My pleasure. Hi, and thank you for joining me on the Lead Without Limits podcast. I'm Stefania, your host, and this is the Transformational Tidbits segment. Today, I'd like to reflect on the topic of trust. I came up with three main aspects of the word trust. First one is trust in ourselves. Second is our ability to trust in others. And the third is how we build a trusting relationship with others. The three are definitely interrelated. I think of them as facets of the same stone. One cannot exist without the other. In this tidbit, I'm focused on the aspect of building trust in our professional relationships. So my reflections are focused on that aspect of trust. Because what I do know as a business coach and leadership coach is that to have long-term loyalty and connections with our clients, that foundation is built and firmly supported by trust in each other. It's the basis always for whether we decide to do business with someone, right? It, and, and whether we continue to do business with them, do we trust them? So I was reflecting on some of the ways in which we can build and maintain trusting relationships with our clients so that they're lifelong raving fans. The first thing that came to mind is that to earn trust, we have to come into the relationship as servant leaders. That means we show up from a spirit of giving and serving, not taking and receiving. We show up with an energy of leadership and self-confidence that we trust in ourselves and that we are trustworthy. We need to be intentional and authentic about it. And we have to back this intention with behaviors, not just words. So make the conversation about them, not you. When you talk about yourself, and the opportunity does come up to talk about your business, be vulnerable and authentic. 
to show that you trust them, that you are trustworthy and you're powerful in trusting the conversation. That's leadership. Find common interest when you first meet people and build a connection. It's personal, especially at the beginning, not just business. We want to, all of us, do business with people we like and we feel a connection with. It's important to slow down and honor the process. Trust is earned over time. It's built one conversation at a time. So show up intentionally serving and active, listening, curious to every conversation. Don't have expectations. The people are going to trust you immediately. It's a continuous process. We don't just focus on it at the beginning of a new relationship. Trust grows as we delivered on what we promised. It grows as we keep our commitments to each other. The other thought I had was that when another places their faith and confidence in us, which is what trust is, that's a privilege. And we have to safeguard and honor that privilege because trust is fragile and we can take it for granted and we can lose it. And once we've lost it, it's hard and sometimes impossible to regain. Then the other thought that came to mind is that some people actually have difficulty trusting because of past betrayals. And they may be slow to trust us. It's not personal. It may have nothing to do with us. They may never have been able to fully trust us or anybody else. They may question our motives, both at the beginning and then if something doesn't go 100% their way at some point, they may bail on us. So the question then becomes, can you work with people that don't trust you? And even if there was trust at the beginning, if it's now been breached and you've tried to build bridges to regain it, but you can't, can you still work together? So I hope I've inspired you to consider how you build trust with others as a leader. I'd love for you to share any insights you have and enrich us all with your voice. Go to my social media and post on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You'll find me as Stefania Rigo Coach or Stefania Rigo Business Coach. And reach out through my website at www.stefaniarigo.com. Ciao, everyone. Lead from a place of trust. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNpodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. 
We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.